Hello, everybody, and once again, it is me, the J to the E to the double F free. This is Jeffrey Harris, and welcome back to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Yes, we are finally back with a new exclusive interview here for you today. I am sorry about the wait, but we are finally back, and we are speaking to MLW wrestler Gino Medina, formerly a member of the Dynasty on Wednesday, April 14th. It is official. He is going to face his former Dynasty stablemate, Richard Holiday, for the Caribbean heavyweight title. This is a huge matchup. It is the biggest matchup of Gino Medina's career thus far. He is undefeated this year in 2021. I am very excited to speak with Gino Medina, who is currently based in Houston, Texas, my hometown. He trained under WWE Hall of Famer Booker T. He says he left Dynasty. Dynasty says they fired him. So he has a lot to say about that. So stay tuned. An exclusive interview with Gino Medina here on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. All right, here we go, everybody. This is Jeffrey Harris with the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. And for today's interview, we are talking to the one and only El Intocable, the Latin heartthrob, the untouchable, Gino Medina. And Gino, you will be facing your former, uh, excuse me, your former stablemate, Richard Holiday, on April 14th on MLW Fusion. This is a huge match. This is one of the biggest matches of your career, probably the biggest match of your career to date. So how do you feel going into this huge matchup against Richard Holiday? Uh, I'm very excited because he knows my first title match at MRW. So so it'll be uh, it'll be a good test and we'll kind of see where I'm at. And, uh, kind of, you know, and I got a little feud going on with uh, Richard Holiday. So I can't wait to kick his ass. You know, I can't wait to kick his ass and, you know, win some gold. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to do that. And I'm pretty excited to kind of have a big matchup. Uh, down at MLW, you know, I've been kind of just having a match here and there, here and there, but now I get this big matchup, which I'm very excited for. And I've been training really hard, been you know working out and kind of you know getting that cardio to uh, keep up there with Mr. Richard Holiday. Now, back in October, you said you ditched the dynasty. The dynasty said they got rid of you. Why don't you tell us what really happened? Uh, so you know, you know the dynasty, they. They only talk about uh, tanning and coffee and, you know, Richard Holiday has daddy issues talking about his dad all the time. But, you know, me, I didn't really care about all that. I just wanted to talk about the mamacitas, you know. I wanted to talk about the ladies. And, you know, they, were not, they weren't about that, you know. We're very off on that. So, you know, we kind of just split. I, I left Dynasty. They said they fired me. But, you know, I just kind of let them run their mouth, kind of let them you know, say what they got to say, but I know it's true. I know the mamacitas know it's true, and they know that, you know, I was with them at a point. I was with the mamacitas at a point, and they didn't like that, so it's whatever, you know. They're going to say what they got to say, but for me, I know it's true. The mamacitas know it's true, and that's how it really matters. Did you ever feel like you truly belong with the dynasty? Mm, I thought, um, you know, in ring wise, you know, we're all... And, you know, I respect the hell out of, you know, Richard Holiday. You know, 
Forty's name will work. Or uh, Alexander Hammerstone. I respect the hell out of his uh, wrestling as well. And, you know, and I believe I'm a good wrestler as well. So I do believe in that perspective. We're pretty good. You know, we're all three. You know, guys that were in there just kicking ass. But personally, I feel like we never really clicked because of that. Because of because of me. You know, having different priorities than them <laughs> you know their priorities were you know coffee and tanning and me it was a mamacita so you know honestly nope we never really clicked i didn't really never belonged at dynasty so you know you're facing richard holiday you're a former member of the dynasty and then there's the caribbean heavyweight title on the line are there any hard feelings there i mean are there any emotions is there still anger going into this uh, how do you feel uh, yes, I'm kind of pissed off because, you know, like I said, he, he claims that he kicked me out. And I know that's not what happened. You know, he told the whole world that he kicked me out of Dynasty. He did this, he did that. He he basically trying to humiliate me, trying to say that he's, he kicked me out. So, yeah, I'm a little pissed off that he's out there running his mouth, which, where I like I said, I know the truth and I know I left Dynasty. But, yeah, man, there's a lot of little, you know, there's still some heat there between Richard Holland and I. And, you know, I'm... I'm excited to finally get my hands on him. Now, I mean, you came into the group not long after MJF left. Did you feel like they were using you as a member of the group, and maybe they didn't have as big as big of plans for you as they sold as they sold to you? Uh, yes, yes, because I had two of the offers. I had the offer of going with Selena La Renta and going with Conan. You know, but they kind of you know hyped it up. You know that I would have this and I would have that. And, you know, it was cool when MJF was there, but as soon as MJF left, you know, the Mamacitas left too. So, <laughs> it wasn't a lot of fun after that. Uh, so, yeah, man, I feel like they hyped it up, you know, kind of like, you know, we had that honeymoon phase at first, and it was all cool and whatnot. But after that, it all started getting kind of boring. Now, you've been undefeated since MLW uh, returned to action, and uh, you've won all your matches. Do you think uh, this proves that you never needed the dynasty at all, and you don't need them to be successful. That's what I was just thinking about, man. I was like, man, I'm not better. I'm better off with dynasty, you know. I before, you know, before the you know the comeback, I had just lost to Mass Warner. <laughs> I lost to Mass Warner. I lost to a couple of other guys, and you know, and I wasn't as successful. But now I feel by myself. I feel like I don't know. Just in general, I'm more of a you know kind of to myself guy. So I feel like. I feel more comfortable just being by myself, kind of just doing my own thing and kind of just trying to make a name by myself, you know, kind of not trying to go off them, you know, and I'll give them, I'll give them what, you know, you know, I'll give them some credit. They did, they did kind of show me the ropes of how MLW works and whatnot. So as soon as I learned that, I know I didn't really need them anymore. And as you can see, I've been very successful ever since. So now, now you're a solo act. Do you prefer it this way? And do you think you're better as a solo act? Yes, sir. Okay, now, how frustrating is it, you know, Richard Holiday, and he's constantly going on and on about his coffee and his AirPods? Like, does that get on your nerves or what? Yeah, like I said, that's where, um, that's where we didn't really click, you know? That's all he talked about, <laughs> his AirPods and his coffee and whatnot. I'm like, I got AirPods, and I don't talk about them that much. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just kind of annoying. You know, all he wanted to do was go get coffee, with just the boys, you know, and like I said, I don't like hanging out with just the boys. I like, you know, hanging out with myself 
if I want some company, I'll invite him on the seat pop. But not there, pots, not the coffee, not the tanning. That's too much for me. And like I said, we didn't, never really clicked on that on that part, on that perspective of, you know, coffee and whatnot. I don't even like coffee. <laughs> You're about to face Holiday in a title match. You know, maybe this is a good way to take him off of his game. Maybe you could steal his coffee, you could spike the coffee, or maybe steal his AirPods. That would Ooh, certainly frustrate. Right there, <laughs> that would certainly frustrate and upset him, don't you think? Yeah, that's a really great idea, actually. You know, he loves his coffee, so I never thought about spiking it. You know, <laughs> but but if I do, if I do do it, I'm gonna give you some credit, right, man? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, hey, man, this guy gave me the idea. <laughs> Nothing poisonous. I don't know, like some hot sauce or some mustard or something. You know, just... yeah, or some like you know, some Nyquil. I'll put some Nyquil in that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um. <laughs> So you mentioned you've been working on your cardio for this matchup, but what can fans expect when you finally get into the ring uh, with Holiday? And uh, could this be like a a, a, a match that everyone's going to be talking about, basically? Yeah, of course, because, you know, I haven't just been working on my cardio. You know, I've been, I don't know if you've been familiar with some of my work, but I got a lot of, you know, little tricks up my sleeve, which include a lot of kicks. You know, I've been kicking the hell out of this dummy out here uh, that, I, that I got at my house. You know, I go to training. I spar with some guys, and I got a, these little kicks that I got. You know, and I got one with Richard Holliday's name on it. So, you know, I can't wait to knock off the little silly AirPods out of his head. Now, for this match, you will be competing for the IWA Caribbean Heavyweight title. I mean, do you consider this a legitimate Caribbean Heavyweight title fight? And do you plan on keeping and defending the title uh, if you win it, well, he did steal it from uh, from South Vega, right? So I don't know how official it is, but I do, I do want to. If I, when I beat him, I do want to defend it. You know, I'm probably going to the Caribbean and go defend it over there. You know, after that, meet some mamacitas from over there. You know, that's what I was saying. Like this guy doesn't defend it anywhere. You know, he just tries to defend it at MOW. He should go down to the Caribbean and kind of. You know, go go represent over there. Go meet some mamacitas. Go show the culture of being the Caribbean championship. The Caribbean champion, I mean. And, uh, yeah, man, of course I want to go defend it. Would you offer a shot to Savio Vega and, you know, make sure everything's above board this time? Uh, no, because I already beat him. So, okay. you know, I don't want to give him another shot. He, he's had his shots, you know. Okay, he fair enough. just stay in the Caribbean. If he wants, he can give me a tour of the Caribbean, though. All right, so tell me what 2020 was like for Gina Medina. You know, we had that hiatus, you know, for the pandemic, but what were things like for you, and what was it like dealing, you know, as an active wrestler, as a as a wrestler? What was it like uh, dealing with all that uh, from your experience? Um, I don't like to, like, be the type that goes, yeah, you know, I had a rough and whatnot and this and that. Because, uh, you know, you're just, you're just asking for, you know, sympathy out of people or, you know, trying to get people to feel bad for you. But in my case, like, I, I felt like it kind of sucked for me because I was I had just signed to MLW and I had just, you know, kind of stuff was starting to get rolling for me, you know, because I had just gone to MLW and I was getting a booking here and booking that. And I was kind of going all over the place. But, you know, when the pandemic happened, uh, it kind of just put a whole stop on that, you know. And I couldn't travel as much. I couldn't do. I couldn't do anything. So I kind of stuck in that perspective. But it did motivate me to kind of 
know that I can get to that point, you know, of like traveling for bookings and going, you know, out of state, going going out of the country, you know, doing this and that. It's it's motivating me to kind of work harder and know that I got to be ready when I do get to that level again, uh, when stuff opens up a little bit more now, and uh, I'll be I'll be ready to go. Now, since MLW has returned to action uh, in recent months. You know, from everything I've read and everything I've heard from other wrestlers on the roster, I feel like they've they have some of the most rock solid, strongest uh, protocols and safety precautions uh, for COVID nineteen and the pandemic. Um, how how would you speak about that from your perspective and experience? Yeah, man, it was it was, uh, it was great because you know they they constantly tested us. They made sure you know we didn't kind of leave our room and whatnot, and like you know go out and you know and kind of. I know there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of spots now that are very, very bad, but people try to you know ignore it. But yeah, man, uh, MLW is great. You know they didn't they didn't let us leave our hotel and whatnot. They uh we had a gym there at the hotel, so you know we could work out as much as we wanted and whatnot. And that's you all you really need. You need some hotel. You know maybe you call them on a seat or two, and you're good. <laughs> but uh, you know MLW is great. You know because they uh there was no fans either. We're kind of like throws you off your game a little bit mm-hmm. but you just gotta be you just gotta be able to kind of really work in there and like be be confident that what you're doing in there is gonna translate to you know the crowd when they see it you know when they eventually see it that they're gonna you know like it so yeah it's, it's a lot of that it's a lot of you know it's kind of sucks not having the crowd around but you know we know it's not gonna be forever so hopefully hopefully soon we get the crowd back in there though uh, have you guys heard anything about uh, maybe bringing fans back in, in the coming months? Is there a timetable, or do you think it's just going to be a while until everyone gets the all clear? I, I mean, unfortunately, I do believe that it is going to be a while before you know mm-hmm. stuff starts getting back into normal. You know, because there's a lot that goes into that. You right. know? There's a there's a lot there's a lot of people's lives that we, we put in danger in just doing that. I live in Texas, man, and in Texas, they don't really care <laughs> at all. <laughs> they, people are just, I just went to the gym. I'm from like, Texas, I, so I know, I, I know all about that. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you know, I just went to the gym, and I, and I was probably, like, the only person that was wearing a mask now. Like, there's a bunch of people not wearing masks, and I'm the only one being precautious with my gloves, with my mask, you know. Right. But mostly because I'm, for what I do, I got to be exposed to a lot of other people, so mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, be the one that exposes them. So, yeah, man, if it was Texas, you know, they would have they ran the show here a long time ago. But, you know, there's a lot of other places that right. do take it seriously and whatnot, which I respect. You know, I, I rather I rather have a place that's like that than being down in Texas where they kind of don't care. Uh, but, yeah, man. Are you, living, are you living in Houston right now? Are you based in Houston? Uh, yes, I live. I live down in Houston. I train down here uh, at Booker T's. Awesome. Yeah, that, I'm. Uh, I'm also from Houston. So, do you like the okay. do, do you like the Tex Mex or uh, barbecue scene down there? Yes, I love. Uh, I just went to. Uh, I actually was in just in Dallas, and I went to Bone Daddy's, which I've never been to. Oh wow! And uh, they have. Yeah, they had this really good. Uh, they had this really good barbecue, and down in Houston, I know all the taco spots. You know, I'm Mexican, so I know all the taco spots, all the taco trucks. That's where I take all of my mamacitas too. I take them to the taco truck. They come to Houston. I'm like, hey, I got you. I know where to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I love the food down here. Yeah, so it's some of my some of my favorite favorite barbecue, favorite Tex-Mex fajitas, uh, all of that. Um, so in uh, back in 2019, you got to sign a multi-year contract with MLW. So how did it feel when you got to sign 
uh, that uh, multi-year contract? Uh, it's so it's so great because you know I've been wrestling like I uh, like full time. I've been wrestling since I was what uh, sixteen. I started training when I was fourteen officially, and at sixteen I started uh, you know kind of really going out there, going out on the road and whatnot. So it took me about what like nine nine years to finally get a contract. So to me it was pretty. Uh, it was a big big uh, you know big achievement. You know being able to just tell people, hey, I'm a fine wrestler. <laughs> you know. Doing that and then being some, somewhere like Elma W, you know, where it's a place where, like, to me, they do take wrestling serious. You know, they don't do none of the silly stuff. You know, they're just a wrestling based promotion. So to, so to me, that was very, uh, very, uh, very, very uh, exciting to be there. And then just a the roster is like packed. The, that roster is packed. And to me, it's just very cool because, like, you go there. I don't know, everywhere that I went, like here in Texas, I, I've always adapted. And every time that I adapted, I end up being one of the top guys, you know? So getting to MOW, I'm, I'm sure I can adapt to, you know, that style and that work ethic that everybody has there. And eventually I'll be a top guy at MOW too. So I'm very excited to kind of make a name for myself there. Uh, what were your big takeaways uh, training and learning under Booker T? WWE Hall of Famer, living legend, former world champion. Um, must have been a great teacher. Yeah, man. Uh, I love I loved training down here at Booker's because uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. I uh, I was actually just talking to somebody else about this. I was just on Conan's podcast, and uh, we were talking about Booker T. And we were talking about, well, like, he asked me, him and Disco asked me straight away. They were like, hey. Who could you, who you, who you get trained by? And I told them, oh, I got trained by Booker. And they instantly were like, oh, you know how to work, huh? <laughs> and that because, you know, it's learning how to work and learning that old school style, it's a lot, lost art now. A lot of people don't know how to just work out there. So it's a very uh, it's a very interesting style and a very rare style nowadays because it's, we're in the style now where it's very more fast-paced and people are doing all this crazy stuff and whatnot. But that's not what Booker taught me. Booker taught me how to work and how to be an entertainer. Uh, and a lot of the book of teachers is a lot of like Shakespeare stuff, you know. Uh, John Cena is on is on record of like putting Booker over on that, saying that Booker taught him Shakespeare to to Booker wrestling Shakespeare, you know, and is being more over the top and you know learning how to manipulate the crowd and whatnot. So I learned a lot from Booker on that perspective of like learning how to get a crowd invested into what you're doing in there. So Gina, Gina, you're um. Undefeated so far this year, you're about to face Richard Holiday in a huge title match. Is 2021 the year of Gino Medina? Yes, sir. You know, it's uh, like I said last year, and I didn't get it to make it my year because you know, of course, this whole pandemic happened. But I do believe that 2021, I can definitely take over and kind of just show the world who, who I am. You know, uh, because I feel like for a while, you know, people haven't you know been aware of me and i've just been hustling man I, and that's what i do i just hustle and hustle until you know i do get those eyes on me and i feel like i'm finally get those, getting those eyes on me and i'm ready i'm definitely ready to you know take that take that stage right there and be you know a champion at mw all right and uh last question if you have any plugs any any social plugs you'd like to share with us any merchandise plugs uh any other projects you have going on wanted to give you the time uh, to share that with our listeners. Of course, I'll be at, uh, you know, you guys can find me on you know Instagram, Twitter, on their TLHT 
which stands for the Latin heartthrob. You guys can find me on there, and you, can, you guys can catch me at, on MLW, you know, beating uh, Richard Holiday for that Caribbean champion. And if you guys are down at, you know, Mania weekend this this uh, upcoming week, I'll be down there as well. I'll be uh, at a couple of spots. So if you guys are up there, you guys can check me out there. And, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for me because, you know, like I said, you'll be seeing a lot of me in these past couple months. All right, he is Gino Medina coming up against Richard Holiday on April 14th on MLW Fusion. You are not going to want to miss that. That is going to be a great matchup. Gino, thank you very much for your time, and best of luck. I can't wait to see this one. Thank you, sir. All right, so that was Gino Medina with MLW, who's about to face Richard Holiday in a title match this Wednesday, April 14th on MLW Fusion. So be sure to check that out. And uh, I will be working to hopefully get some more interviews in the coming weeks, so please stay tuned. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify. If you're listening to us on YouTube, if you can give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, I would very much appreciate it. But more than anything, thank you for finding the show. Thank you for listening to us. Everyone, please stay safe out there. And once again, I am the J to the E to the double F ray. This is Jeffrey Harris, and you're listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>